I've done a number of podcasts and YouTube videos recently about just being really antsy and wanting to travel and being ready to go. Usually I like to stay down here in the southwestern corner of Arizona until it gets almost unbearably hot. I like to stay, well, a couple of years ago I stayed until, um, I think it was Memorial Day, actually early June, and it was I found it to be quite pleasant, you know, 100 degree days. And then we had, we were down near a hot springs. We go to the hot springs. And I went to Joshua Tree that year. And I went to Slab City that year and some other places and had a really good time when the weather started to get warm. You get a lot of people down here that are, they don't want to be here after a certain date. This is the earliest date. I think since 2021 that I have had to uh, depart Quartzsite and head east. This time I'm going over to Florida and we're going to talk about the trip. We're going to talk about sort of trip planning and talk about maps and I'm going to get my maps out and we're going to talk about uh, the plans for the trip here in podcast 1129. Yes, I skipped a podcast, so I got to go back. I did 11.30, which was the podcast about my friend Bob uh, in uh, in Charlotte. The reason I did that is because Bob and I worked at a radio station that was at 11.30 a.m., so that's why I did that. So we're going to step back one and do podcast 11.29, and then after this, the next podcast will be 11.31. So it's a little crazy with counting. But, you know, they, they come to you as a flow anyway. So, we will talk about maps and trip planning, Arizona to Florida, 2024, the Bob Davis Podcasts, podcast 1129. So, I'm going to uh, climb in through the bulkhead here to the cockpit and get my maps in a second. But before I do that, I want to talk a little bit about BigTreatsHealth.com. Now, I called it BigTreats.com. It's Big Treat. I don't know what you got if you went to BigTreats.com. I don't know what you would have got. My friend Mindy Collins is repping this company that puts out these uh, really great little bars that are very nutritious. They're very healthy. They are gluten-free. And uh, if, you're, if you have a vegan in your life or a vegetarian in your life that's very important to you, you should get these for them. And if that's you, you should get them for yourself. If you want to get a good deal on these, you know, they're, they're, I wouldn't call them, you know, meal supplements, but I've eaten several of them at, at a time. They're really good and you don't even notice it. They're not fattening or anything like that. It's made with the best ingredients and my friend Mindy is doing this thing. So if you want to get a discount, go to BigTreatHealth.com and you can see all the information about these little treats or big treats as they say. Uh, at the website and if you want to buy uh, then you just enter uh, Mindy15 that's her code climbing up here and getting the uh, maps out a while back so I I have a bunch of different maps here I have several book maps they're very large maps Originally, I started out with a Rand McNally atlas, which is still here. This is one of the, the atlases that I'm going to be looking through. And I this thing is at least 10 years old, maybe even older. Uh, and I had it, and I just took it with me on the trip. Maybe I bought it at a AAA store or something before I started uh, 
you know, traveling in earnest a few years ago. I've had Mobile Podcast Command for about 10 years. I certainly uh, use these maps when I would travel around. And then I have a whole bunch of maps up there in the cockpit uh, by the door. Like, you can't imagine how many maps I've collected over the years. You know, Port Aransas, Mustang Island in Texas, uh, you know, all these different states, all these different national park maps, just all over the place. So I don't use the fold-up maps because they're very difficult to navigate on the fly with. I use this. Initially, I used the Rand McNally Atlas, but one of the things I've learned about the Rand McNally Atlas is that it really they're really not at a scale that a person that is navigating back roads on the fly can really use. Yes, you can use it. It works. And I don't have I have a lot of benchmark maps. They make mostly western maps. I have Nevada and Arizona and uh New Mexico. I'm opening up the Arizona map because that's where we're going to start and just kind of piecing through. These benchmark maps, let me tell you the story of how I got them. Uh, I had a friend, Mark, we call him Mark 1 because then Mark 2 came along and he's from Canada. He's camped out here where we are. And Mark 1, I haven't seen for two years. I think I saw him a year ago or maybe two years ago. Mark one had, uh, well, he was involved with this lady and he had this, um, you know, utility trailer camper that he was outfitting and they decided they were going to get a big class A and he start, he just decided to get rid of all this stuff. And he had a bunch of these maps that he said, well, these are really good maps, benchmark maps. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Looked at one and I, I said, I, I want, I want these. And so I I don't know. I gave him twenty bucks, and I got. He had, he he had Arizona, and he had. Uh, I think he had California. And then last summer, I bought Nevada. Uh, I think he actually had New Mexico too, Nevada, uh, and Texas. I bought Nevada and Texas. They make big regional maps for New England and the New England states. I haven't seen too many benchmark Midwestern maps, but I'm sure they have them. Uh, and they also do uh, a sort of a, an omnibus map for the Northwest. The reason I like benchmark, and there's a couple of companies that do these. They're not the only one, but they are, as you turn these pages, so there's a main page that has uh, uh, sort of the United States, and you can see the freeway system and most of the U.S. Uh, you know federal highways back dating back to the federal highway system that was built at the end of World War One. So uh, Route 66, for example, or the original Turnpike, those are all on there. And then you turn the page and you get a regional map. So on the Arizona map, you see Arizona is highlighted, but you can also see New Mexico, part of Texas. You can see California and you can see Nevada and Utah. Oh, yeah, I have Utah as well. So uh, then you keep turning the pages. And on the back of these books, there's a there's a big map that has a bunch of squares on it that are numbered. And then if you, you look about where you want to be, you, you turn the page to that particular number. So that's what I'm doing now. And what I'm doing right now is I'm just look, I'm looking, I know generally the way I want to go. 
as I leave Arizona, I'm going to go down to Yuma, which is 20, about 99 miles or 95 miles south here on uh, Arizona 95, all the way down to Yuma. I'm going down there, and then I'm going to get on the 8. That will take me to the 10 eventually. Then I'll follow the 10 to Las Cruces, and that's where I will be able to jump off onto the uh, back roads. And as I go through these maps, I'm just sort of following that. And then as I work uh, in terms of driving, uh, I'll get into, you can get really detailed. You can look at uh, elevation. You can look at the type of roads. You can see all the campgrounds that are around uh, a particular location. Like let's say Del Rio, Texas, there's a campground called Am Amistad. And if you get these maps, you will be able to see exactly where Amistad is, and you'll be able to see where, where all the campgrounds, BLM or otherwise, the uh, Amistad is a fish and, a fish and game or what fish and wildlife preserve. Uh, but you can see all of the facilities that are available from the uh, campgrounds for RVs and stuff, the commercial campgrounds, all the way up to the National Forest and things like that. Yeah, I have Colorado too. And when you're in Colorado, you really want to find the, the National Forest campgrounds because they're really the best. Um, same with Utah. And there's tons of them around Provo and places like that. So getting back to Arizona, my plan is to go. So when I leave Monday, I'm going to go to Yuma stop at the Walmart and I'm going to stock up on all the food that I'm going to use on the trip and then wash the truck. I haven't washed the truck in a couple of weeks and I, I usually go up to Parker to wash the truck and go to the Walmart, but I thought, well, why take, you know, uh, why go all the way up to Parker, which is 25 miles from here and then turn around and go all the way down to Yuma. I'm literally, there's a Walmart right at the end of 95 getting onto the eight. So I'll just go to the Walmart in, in Yuma and, and get what I need and then wash the truck and do the things and then head out. So the first night, the plan is I'm going to go out the 10. I don't like, uh, I don't like uh, the, the expressways. And I don't like the expressways uh, because I don't, I don't like to drive this truck really fast. It has all-terrain tires, which are great. Uh, for doing what we do, which is be out here on all these desert roads, gravel, sometimes very, uh, you know, thick rocks and things like that that you bounce over, uh, just going down to dump your garbage and, and really bad blacktop road. Now, this year there was a there there was a there's a campground across the way where, where we used to dump last year, and that was almost a dirt road because the concrete was put in probably in 1979 and it was completely uh, or the asphalt was completely deteriorated big huge potholes and all that so i put all-terrain tires on this thing front and back these trucks really don't do well with any tires on the front they're not uh, built the way the new trucks are built with better uh, suspensions in the front so you tend tires tend to get chewed up in these trucks these are general um, all-terrains, and, and they are uh, th the reason I bought them is they have a lot of tread. They're not real good on the sidewall protection, but they have a lot of tread. 
they're not wearing very well on the front. So I don't want to go 75 miles an hour, and that's the speed. So I, I, I'll be on 10, and I'll go 65 or 70 at the most. This truck is fine. I mean, it'll go 85, 90 miles an hour if I have to. Uh, I'd rather not. And I certainly would rather not with all-terrain tires on because it gets really, vib it vibrates a lot. So my preferred speed is between 55 and 60. And that's why one of the main reasons for me to do back roads is that I prefer uh, low and slow. First of all, uh, it's better for fuel consumption. Second of all, it's just nice to tour and travel at a reasonable rate of speed and not try to go out there and be driving along in the left lane at 75 miles an hour. You know, for one thing, it eats fuel. And for another thing, it's not good for the tires because, again, they're real knobby uh, all-terrain tires. They're not really highway tires. And thirdly, it's just no fun. Uh, the whole the freeway system is great if you are, you know, hauling or you need to go from point A to point B relatively quickly, and you're not concerned about fuel. Great. If you want to tour the country and see things that you will never see from the uh, freeway system, from the interstate system then uh, then you want to really concentrate on taking the back roads. And the way that you do that is you have to have good maps. So I will go to uh, the uh, intersection of 10 and State Road 80 in Arizona. Now, 80 goes down to, uh, I believe, you know, somewhere in here I can find the page. I don't know which page it is, but it's one of these. I think 80 goes down to... Uh, a, a connector and then down past the big observatory to uh, Oregon Pipe National Park, which is a really small, it's actually Oregon Pipe Monument. And it's this, probably the, one of the smallest national parks there is. It's really beautiful there. I might go down there. I, I've been there before. I don't know if I'm going to. The last time I was there, I had no, I had no electricity because I didn't have the, I, I hadn't developed the skills because that was probably in 2019 or 2020 and I, I really hadn't developed the skills to figure out what batteries to get and so forth. So now I've got full solar and I've got a 2000 watt power station and, I, and, I, and I've got these, I call them my torpedo switches. I've got these switches so I can switch back and forth between the power station for charging and the house batteries which are lead acid starting batteries all through the system so we had to separate the two systems for charging and uh i i didn't realize that that's actually something you see a lot in in the marine world where you're using marine batteries and also solar so in terms of panels charging things you got to have these switches so i have these really cool you know sort of marine looking I call them torpedo switches because they look like you're going to fill. They look like submarine. It looks like submarine, <laughs> like a submarine. And I didn't have all that. So if I go to Oregon Pipe, you know, I will never need an electrified site again. I will just not need it. So I won't need shore power at all with this as long as there's sunshine. If you're in Arizona or thereabouts or it's summer, you got enough sun with these panels to uh, to charge very effectively because they're BB panels. So they, they're really efficient at making sure that you have enough to charge on. I might go to Oregon Pipe. But the first night, uh, I'm probably going to spend... there That little intersection there of 10 and 80... Uh, 
is uh, is there's like five truck stops, and I think what I'm going to do is just hang out there. It's it's actually beautiful there. You're sort of high in a bluff, and you can look down the ten, and uh, it's I've been there many many times, and I I love these these truck stops. I'm gonna probably spend the first night in one of those truck stops down there, and then I'll decide. I guess I'll head down to Organ Pipe, uh, and if I don't. I'm still going to go that way because that's the way that goes through um, the, the southeastern Arizona, and you have the option of uh, cutting up into Tombstone or just going straight on over to, well, straight over and up to um, Portal, and then you get back on the 10, and that takes you to Las Cruces. Once I get to, La- I got to switch over to New Mexico here because you come to a point where you can't see anymore. So. Let me switch over here to New Mexico, and uh, uh, then uh, uh, in the second half of the podcast, I'll talk about some of the the rough plan for the rest of the trip. Want to thank uh, sponsors to the Bob Davis podcast, in particular Thirty Six Lynn, the independently owned and operated refueling station in South Minneapolis. This is the great little service station that could, that also has a really amazing store with locally sourced products in the store. So 36 Lynn, community involved in that community. That's the Lynn Lake neighborhood in South Minneapolis, 36th Street South and uh, Lindale, South Lindale Avenue. And they they have all kinds of locally sourced products that, uh, that are great. They have a great sense of humor, great Instagram feed. Check them out at 36lin, the Instagram feed, and also at 36lin.com or click on their banner at the top of the page at thebobdavispodcast.com. It's an independent refueling station, and you know the deal. They get a better deal on fuel. We have one here in Quartzsite. I just filled up today in preparation for the trip with... I don't know what it was, 45 gallons of diesel, and I paid almost a full dollar less than the love. So if you can find independent refueling stations, you're going to get a better deal on fuel. That's what it's all about. So 36lin, 36lin.com, or click on their banner at the top of the page at thebobdavispodcast.com. So once I get to Las Cruces, uh, it's it's kind of complicated. because, And one, one of the reasons I'm turning these pages so much is I'm trying to figure out if I... If I and this is the problem with navigating the back roads, if you don't pick the right back road, then what's going to happen is I'm going to enter Texas at too far a point north from where I want to be, which is uh, I'll be at a parallel with Dallas, or I can come down lower. So basically, there's a couple of options. There's 80, I think it's 82. And then there's 62. 82 has some awesome, they look they look like there's some great peaks to do some camping if I want to camp at the top of the mountains. I don't think I do because I think it's still pretty cold up there. Or if I take the lower route, that will put me into uh, the lower part of Texas. And that goes down. I'll be already at a level because my target here is to get over to Corpus Christi or thereabouts. Want to go to Port Aransas or want to go to uh, uh, Padre Island. There's a ferry there I'd like to take. And so what I want to do is I want to angle properly so that, first of all, I'm not consuming too much fuel. And second of all, uh, I'm on decent state roads. You want the red 
tinged roads because those usually are four lanes or two lanes. So they're they're pretty good uh, highways that you want to be on. They're not interstates. They're either state or federal highways like Route 8 uh, or Route 30 or US 50 or Route 66. You know, that's the one that comes to mind because that was the mother of, that's supposedly the mother highway, right? Those were all built at the end of World War One in the early 20s. The first time it was ever used really for uh, an international, or I mean, uh, an interstate uh, run was Dwight Eisenhower took an armored column uh, across the country, across the West, I believe on Route 66, and it was a disaster, but they did it. So eventually these highway systems got built out. And one of the things that they, they put out these national highway system maps and uh, Bonnie Parker died with one of those maps on her lap because those were the maps that uh, Bonnie and Clyde used in their crime sprees and it enabled them to have access to different state lines because in those days you couldn't if you were from Oklahoma and you were chasing a criminal you couldn't chase them in Texas stupid but yeah they fixed that so anyway so my goal is you just have to pick the right uh, highways because if you get off especially in Texas if you get off in the wrong direction then you're you know you're going to have to drive a hundred miles south to get reconnected. So when I'm and I'm just looking now to get the lay of the land when I get across the border into Texas or when I get actually when I get in when I when I uh, get to Las Cruces I'm going to have to really take a close look at these highways. Now the way that you do that is you turn these pages. Well, first you go to the back and you find the grid. So it's page 76 or it's page 93 or whatever. Uh, Texas has something like 180 of these pages. New Mexico doesn't have that many. But you find the grid and then that, so I can go to Las Cruces and get an enlarged version and I can see exactly which road I need to be on and I can refer to larger and smaller maps when I need to. It's kind of hard to do that on the fly, so you kind of have to know exactly when you're going to be wanting to zoom in. A lot of people say, well, why don't you just use Google? I, I refuse to use Google because what happens is you sit there staring at your phone the whole time, and it's not very, it's like being on the phone the whole time, and it's no fun. Uh, using the maps is really, that's got a tactile uh feeling to me and it also makes me feel that i'm actually well i am actually navigating so once i get to las cruces i've got to pick the right highway for two things first the crossing the weather should be warm enough that the crossing isn't gonna uh, be a problem crossing the mountain in in late fall early winter you do not want to be at seven or eight thousand or ten thousand feet in some of these places especially new mexico uh, because you can get stuck up there and or you can get caught in a snowstorm and it's happened to me twice and I do not want to have it happen again. And I had bald tires then, so uh, I don't want to get stuck uh, up in at 10,000 feet in New Mexico. So you got to figure out where you're going to go and how you're going to go and you got to be at the right latitude so that you can... Be, you can come out at a location you want to come out. My objective is to come out around Beaumont, Park, Port Arthur, or Brownsville. I'm not sure how close I want to get to the border, although Big Bend uh, is down there, and I might want to visit Big Bend. 
And Del Rio does have some pretty nice campgrounds. That Amistad thing in Del Rio is just a fantastic campground. And those are cheap, too. So then once I get to uh, down by Corpus Christi and Padre Island, I'll bomb around there for a while. And I'm leaving myself plenty of time, too. I don't have to be in uh, Florida until March uh, 15th, let's say, or 14th. So uh, 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 I've got time to bomb around and enjoy myself a little bit and 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 travel which is what i've been aching to do for the past month or, t or so uh I, i'm definitely gonna spend a couple days at port aransas they have a city beach that you can buy a pass for and just sit there for three days if you want and then once i'm done hanging around padre island I'm going to come up, back up, and go into Louisiana at Beaumont, and then come along there as far as I can, uh, pop up to around Baton Rouge, and then come back down around New Orleans. I'm not going to go through New Orleans. I did that once before. I'm not doing that again. And get back on the coastal highways and stay on those until we get to um, Alabama. And then we're going to go back down, and that's where the Redneck Riviera sort of starts. So you, you travel along the shoreline from pretty much Mobile and Biloxi all the way over to... Uh, oh, I, I don't want to miss Galveston, Galveston either. I'll probably stop at Galveston back in Texas. But anyway, you're coming down uh, along the Gulf, and, and that is a great experience, especially in the Florida Panhandle. There's some great little towns along there, and I've gone through there many times. Uh, and I just really enjoy it. And then the target is Sarasota, so I'm going to be going. Uh, apparently, no, and I've I have I don't remember. I think I did in 2019 or 2017 or something like that. 2016, I came through there. So right around Mexico Beach, uh, Florida, it kind of, you start to get into, and then all the way down towards Tampa and and south of Tallahassee, there's some nice towns and places along the beach and. Uh, it'll be in season in Florida, so it'll be just insane. And uh, and then all the way down to uh, Sarasota, where I got, you know, a little place to park at uh, the venue where my niece is getting married. So that's the plan. And it's uh, a lot of these highways, you know, I've, I've, I've plied the lower 48 many, many times. So there's very, I mean, I know the states I know the best are probably in the Midwest. I know Iowa like the back of my hand. I know Indiana really well. I know Illinois really well. Ohio not so good, uh, but that's starting to get into the east. I've, I'm learning Michigan. I know Wisconsin really well. Obviously Minnesota. Last year I went up there in April and we had you know 14 inches of snow on the ground. I'm not doing that again. Lots of excitement about getting ready to leave and doing a lot of preparation, getting oil changes, and planning on packing things up, and I need to fill up my uh, propane and everything else. But the solar's done, the oil change is done. Uh, we'll get the the pro uh, propane filled up tomorrow, and do laundry, and pull everything up, and have a big fire. And I am out of here, and I couldn't be more excited. So let me put the maps away and uh, slide them in up up here. Uh, in the cockpit and and, uh, and as I'm doing this just want to mention 
my favorite uh, gardening people, GardenGurusMN.com. These are the people that can help you plan your garden. Now, right now, I know up in Minnesota and Wisconsin, it is winter. But I know you gardeners have got your seed catalogs out. Maybe you got seeds laid out on the table. Maybe you're figuring out how you want to do what you want to do. If you don't want to prep it or if that's too much work or if you're getting older and it used to be easy and it's not anymore, Garden Gurus MN. They can prep your garden. They can help you with figuring out what you want to do. And this is the time to call them, contact them, and get hooked up because you will save money uh, over the long run because they're putting together their schedule for summer. Garden Gurus MN. So once I get rolling, been getting some contributions to the Bob Davis podcasts through the page at thebobdavispodcast.com. I really appreciate those. I appreciate the subscriptions to iTunes as well as to YouTube and any and all of your donations. They really help and they definitely go into the diesel. So uh, they're really appreciated. You just go to thebobdavispodcast.com, look for the picture of Mobile Podcast Command, which is either at the bottom of the screen, at the bottom of the page, rather, if you're on a phone, and if you're on a PC there, or whatever you want to call it, your computer, they're going to be on, it's on, it's on the right-hand side of the column, underneath the picture of Mobile Podcast Command. Donate button, click it, boom, you're in. And thanks to Matt Ashley and Matt Murphy and many more, and I'll get detailed about that once I get rolling. Thanks for listening to Podcast 1129, Arizona to Florida 2024. The Bob Davis Podcasts. <clears throat> She's wearing an old dress, walking it out, waiting for someone to turn around. But she won't believe you when you fall down on your knees. She fell asleep, listening to my friends. Talking on and on about how the world ends Then she wakes up and climbs in my front seat And she said, don't you wait to try it Are you scared to find it? And do you want to take my broken heart? Are you scared to start? Let's lay in the dead grass, stare at the stars Run away, you live out of cars and bars Let's just leave here, cause there's nothing left to see And if there's wrong, let's make it right And if you leave, just give me one more night Cause there's no one that you'll find that's quite like me she said, don't you wait to try it. Are you scared to find it? And do you want to take my broken heart? Are you scared to start? You don't need a paycheck, don't need the rent. You can't take it all cause it's already spent We can burn out just as long as we burn bright And she said, don't you wait